Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. Hello and good morning. Today happens to be episode 156 of the Stuff I Heard podcast. Today is Saturday. A little technical issue this morning. Sorry about that. Uh, today is Saturday, the 2nd of November. It's a nice, brisk morning today. Uh, finally starting to feel some effects of fall. We've had an interesting time here at the house. A lot of things have been going on. Um, I didn't really talk about it in the last podcast because I had Josh Treadaway here. If you haven't heard that podcast, it's pretty good. Uh, we get to hang out a little bit, talk a little bit. Uh, he's sort of interested in doing something like this, possibly. Um, you know, he's got a good speaking voice, and he could make it work for him. It's just a matter of uh, doing the work. And that's the hard part is doing the work. Because we all think that, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, but then it requires effort, and we keep telling ourselves, no, I'll do it later. No, sometimes you just need to do it now. Just do it. See what happens. I mean, I'm learning on the fly, and thank you to everybody who's sticking around and, and tolerating me. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm learning as I go, and, and you can too. There's nobody saying that you can't. Um, let's talk a little bit about this past week, okay? Uh, Monday morning, <clears throat> I went on to work, and I got a message from my wife who got very sick. She was very sick on Monday, uh, vomiting and such. And um, I felt terrible for her when I got off work. I brought her some stuff home, some Gatorade and stuff, because I knew she was going to be dehydrated, and she said she felt terrible, and, you know, that's that's expected. Now, my mom is a nurse practitioner, and she's told me over the years that if you have a problem keeping fluids down, to make sure to drink something like Pedialyte or Gatorade or Powerade or something like that to keep the electrolytes in your system because your body is going through shock and you're dehydrated. And at least if it's still coming out of you, the electrolytes stay in you. Um, what I didn't consider is the fact that I should have gotten, I should have got the no sugar added one. Uh, they have that as a pretty popular brand now, which is good. Uh, the no sugar one is a little easier on your stomach. But I didn't get that. I got the regular kind and brought it home. And she drank a, a whole thing of Gatorade and said she, you know, it made her feel better. And I thought, okay, well, this is probably just a bug and it'll pass. And in the meanwhile, I noticed that the garage door was opening and closing. Like this started on the previous Saturday. I'm out there working in the garage doing some woodworking and the, the door started closing. And I was like, what? Well, why would the door be closing? And my first thought was, okay, I have a clicker that was in the closet and I know that my wife was doing some laundry and maybe she bumped it. And, you know, so I came in the house. I was like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. I was like, you're not, uh, touching the remote thing in the closet. And she's like, no, I was like, okay, well the door's closing. And she was like, I don't know why I thought you were, I heard the door close. I thought, well, you must be wrapping up. I said, no, I didn't, I didn't touch it. And then it kept doing it. It kept wanting to close on me while I was cutting wood and I had like a saw in the middle of the door and I was like, oh Jesus. I kept having to jump up and put my foot in the way of the uh, little sensor to make it stop. And I was like, what's going on? I mean, this is really bothering me. And got cleaned up, come in the house. Um, I tried to get on the app on my phone. They have this MyQ app that you can connect to the new garage doors. Uh, we got this thing about 
I want to say it was about February of this year, maybe March, somewhere in that time range. I made a video about it. If you guys watched it, it's it's on the YouTube uh, library. But I thought this was a pretty cool feature that you could see it on your phone, and that way, you know, if you happen to leave the house without your your little clicker, uh, maybe you're riding with a friend or something, and you come home, you can open up the app and just hit the button, and open your own garage door, and away you can come in and out with no problem. So I was digging it, and I, you know, I set it all up and everything. Well, we changed routers what was it like last week and since we changed routers everything in the house seems to be running smoother the one thing i haven't figured out how to do was how to connect the garage door opener to the app because the app is terrible the myq app is awful like setting it up is not easy there is no clear way there's no clear path i literally have spent an hour doing it and finally had to call someone on the helpline on the app. They walked me through a process that's not in the book, and it's not anywhere that you could find it to tell you how to do this. But she walked me through the steps, and I was like, okay. And even then, it took us three tries to get it to work. So the app is terrible, but once it's loaded, once it's connected, it then it works fine. Like you can see when it opens and closes, you can see... You can actually tap the button from anywhere that you have Wi-Fi service and it can open and close. One of the things that I thought of when I got this thing was, you know, oftentimes when you get ready to go on a trip, you're in a hurry to pack up the vehicle and you're loading th- stuff up and you, you know, you're like, oh, did I get the, did I get my you know, sunglasses? Did I get my phone? Did I get my chargers? Did I get this? Did I get that? And you load up everything and you're in a panic and you pull away from the garage and you get down the road and you go, did I close the garage door? crap, I don't remember if I closed the garage door. Well, now I can just open the app and look at it. And if I didn't close it, I can hit the button and it closes. I mean, it makes a it makes a noise. It beeps a couple times and then it physically closes, which is great. So, you know, if you're away from home and let's say somebody comes to the house and they're like, hey, I need to get in to get something. And you're like, oh yeah. And you could just hit the button and open it up for them. They can get in and get what they need and then they can leave and you can close it. So pretty neat little feature when it works. Now, Connecting it is a pain in the butt. And I had to get the garage door people to come out and look at it. I was like, listen, I called the people who installed it and I said, I need your help. This thing is opening and closing all the time and I can't figure out why. It just started it this weekend. Um, I've had the router for a good week before that, so I know it wasn't the router. And I was like, I just don't know why it's doing this. Um, My first thought was, Certainly somebody in the neighborhood has a similar garage door opener with a similar frequency and they're probably punching it for theirs and it's making mine open and close. I mean, that's possible, right? You know, back in the day, I grew up with uh, with cordless phones uh, to people who are listening who are millennials. They think every phone is cordless, but no, 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 no. We actually had phones with cords attached to the wall and then at a certain point in technology, we had ones with a little antenna on it. We thought we were big stuff, man, because you could walk around the house without a cord dangling and you could talk on the phone nonstop. Well, in the early iterations of the cordless phone, if you had a similar frequency to your neighbor, sometimes you could hear their conversations and sometimes they could hear yours. So there's that fun. So this is what I thought was going on with the garage door. I thought, okay, similar frequency, they're causing it to open close. So I call them and they come out, um... You know, meanwhile, the wife was 
sick and and said she was feeling better. So I was like, okay, cool. I got to go to work on Tuesday at 2 a.m. I got to get up at 2 a.m. to go to work. So I got up, went to work, and while I was there, she was telling me that, you know, I'm not feeling great. I'm just going to stay at home today and take it easy. I'm drinking Gatorade. I'm napping. You know, maybe this thing will pass. I'm like, all right, cool. That's great. Um, When I get home, the garage door people were supposed to come on Tuesday or call or something. Well, they ended up coming by about the time I got off work, which was convenient. This guy came up. Um, he worked on it a little bit. He got up on the ladder and pushed some buttons and made the thing go up and down a couple times. And he goes, okay, that should reset it. He said, if it gives you any trouble, uh, just be sure to call us back. Because uh, he said, you know, you bought this this year? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, we got some that were bad. We got a batch of them that were bad, and we've had to swap them out recently. And this may be one of them. He goes, but this reset may do it. He said, but um, if you if it gives you any trouble, just let us know. I said, all right, cool. So he left. I had been up since 2 a.m., and I was like, I'm going to take a shower and take a nap. So that's what I did. Well, when I woke up, it was later in the evening, about dinner time, and I went out to the garage, and the garage door was open. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I looked at my phone, and sure enough, it had opened and closed like three times while I was taking a nap. And I was like, come on, this is ridiculous. I mean, you know, part of the reason of having the garage door is is for security, because you've got things in there you don't want people to walk off with. I got tools in there. I got wood in there. I also don't want critters in there. Like, you know, you get rabbits or snakes or something like that and decide to make your garage their home, and then you open the garage to go out, and it's like, ah, you know. So there's that to deal with. But more than anything, I was just annoyed that this piece of technology that I've paid for is starting to act up. So I happened to have Wednesday off. I called and left a message on their voicemail. And then I called again Wednesday morning when I woke up. And I said, hey, listen, this is still a problem. Well, they came out first thing in the morning and they worked on it. They uh, replaced the entire garage door opener unit, the, the motor. And he goes, okay, well, you know, we'll change this and we'll change your little keypad on the door also. And, you know, get another clicker and, and all the clickers are all synced up. And so then I had to go through and like sync up the vehicles, you know, do the code thing and all that stuff and, and get it all lined up. And then of course I had to go through the steps that I had learned talking to the lady on the phone about how to set up the, the little app to connect to it. So again, I spent like two and a half hours doing that. Yay, fun. Once it was all done, I was like, okay, cool, that's done. Now, here are some other things going on. Our, our refrigerator started acting up. A year ago, we were on vacation in Disney, and our refrigerator died. Uh, I have a friend who just happens to own a appliance repair shop. And I talked to him, and he says, you know, hey, listen, you know, your fridge is, is over 10 years old. Um... The issue that it had, you're probably never going to get rid of that smell from that fridge. Uh, I could repair it, but then it's going to give you more trouble because these aren't made to last. They look pretty, but they're made very, very cheap. And he said, all I can tell you is go buy a new one. Think about getting the warranty. He said, but uh, do not buy a Samsung fridge. He goes, they are terrible. They look good. Their prices are well, are, are nice. He said, but they give everybody the worst trouble. He said, most service calls that I get are for Samsung fridges. Probably 99% of every call that I get to go work on something is on a Samsung fridge. He said, they just, 
they got into the market of building them and they just don't know what they're doing yet. So we went to Lowe's and picked out a, you know, a nice whirlpool and thought, okay, well, here we go. This has got everything we need and, and it's nice. Got it home. Everything's been fine. Well, about, I guess, a month and a half ago, I opened up the freezer and it's got these little LED lights, which is cool because LEDs like very efficient and, you know, they're supposed to last forever. And I opened up the freezer and I got no light. There's one single light in the, I guess, the roof of the freezer, which is the bottom. We have a bottom load freezer. The light was out and I was like, okay, well, what's going on with here? You know, so I thought, all right, maybe something became disconnected. And I watched a YouTube video to figure out how to get the little bulb out of the little casing. So I, I got the bulb out of the casing and it's got just a, a little, you know, several prong connector that hooks into another wiring harness. I just made sure it was connected well and it was. And I was like, all right, so that's not it. So I popped it back in there and I thought, okay, well, let's call Whirlpool and see what's going on. So we called Whirlpool and we said, hey, you know, I need another LED light replacement for this thing. And the lady goes, really? She goes, those never break, like ever. And I was like, well, this one broke because it's not working. And she said, I don't think that's it. She goes, we may need to send a repairman out there to look at it. And so we we're like, okay, well, you know, how much is that going to cost? And she was like, well, service fee is like $85. I was like, what? For a light in the freezer? I was like, nah, I'll just deal with the dark. It's okay. I'm, I'm good. So he kind of let that go. Well, then three weeks later, the inside of the fridge has got five of those LEDs in the roof and two on each side of the door. Well, the five in the roof decided to go out. Now, when they went out, my first thought was, okay, there's something short-circuiting inside of here because there's no reason for those to go out. And the fact that the ones in the door are still working tells me that there's something electronic that they're all tied to that's starting to go haywire. Maybe there's a short. And if there's a short, it could be a fire. So we called Whirlpool and talked to them again and said, hey, listen, this thing isn't even a year old. And, you know, we got light issues. I need this fixed. Like, this is this is ridiculous. So they called somebody, and they came out on Wednesday. Now, I'm waiting for the fridge guy to show up, and I'm also kind of, you know, making sure my wife is okay. She's like, I think I'm okay. I think I'm going to try and go to work. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, I'm not feeling the best, but, I mean, you know, I got to get up and got to get moving. I was like, okay, sure. Um, I had my buddy Josh Treadaway here. We recorded a podcast. Uh, we got to sit and have lunch together. Um, I had, uh, Danny McWilliams stop by. We talked about a project that we may be working on. Um, you know, there's a lot going on on Wednesday. So the fridge guy comes, he takes it apart. He has to call into a whirlpool hotline and talk to some service guy on, on the, on the uh, phone. And the guy tells him, you know, all right, you know, test this part to this part. He, he's, he's like testing a light thing or a, a sensor to the motherboard in different spots. Is this on? No, it's not. Is this on? No, it's not. Is this on? No, it's not. He goes, okay. He says, well, you're going to need a new motherboard. Really? Our fridge has a motherboard. Woo. Computers have motherboards. TVs have motherboards. Now my fridge has a motherboard. Remember when fridges, you just plug them in and it gets cold? Now it's got a motherboard. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't have a TV on it. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't make food for me. Uh, it doesn't entertain me with music. It has lights and 
an ice maker. Maybe the ice maker is why it's got a motherboard. I don't know. But it's got a motherboard. And the motherboard apparently went bad. So he's like, I got to order another motherboard. It's going to be three to five days. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Just, you know, go ahead and get it done. He's like, well, he said, uh, I'll give you a call when it comes in. I said, cool. So fast forward to, you know, here it is Saturday. Still waiting for a phone call. I told him, I said, you know, just plan on doing it next week. I mean, I mean, usually have Wednesdays off. We can go ahead and schedule that. Um, and I get ready to go to work. I've got work on Thursday, so I got to go to bed at nine. I'm watching TV. I'm kind of, you know, trying to, trying to get, you know, rested. Take it easy on the couch a little bit. Uh, I watched John Wick three, which was really entertaining. Um, my buddy Treadaway did something to my fire stick, and now I can, now I can watch really cool new movies. Uh, John Wick three is really impressive. Um, but I was getting ready towards bedtime. And I was like, all right, you know, it's about nine o'clock. I'm, I'm getting ready to go to bed. And I start walking towards the bedroom to brush my teeth. And I hear my wife being sick again. And I was like, oh no, that's not good. And she sounds like she's sicker than I've ever heard her before. So I went in to check on her and she comes out and she's like, I feel terrible. I feel like I'm going to die. And I was like, all right, I can't go to work. This is ridiculous. I got to take her to the hospital. This is this is day three and you know, of this kind of stuff. I thought it was like a, like food poisoning and it was passing or if it was a bug, it was one of those quick bugs. Cause she, you know, tried to go to work on Wednesday, even though she said it wasn't the greatest day. Um, she didn't feel great. She still went out and kind of did stuff, but man, it hit her hard on Thursday night or on Wednesday night. So I took the day off Thursday. I called my boss. I said, Hey, listen, I got to take her to the hospital. Got up on Thursday morning, and uh, she was asleep, and I thought, well, I'm not going to wake her, because if you feel bad, you really need some rest, and there's no telling how many times she was awake last night and didn't wake me up. So I let her rest, and when she got up around 11, I can't sleep till 11. I mean, I guess if I'm sick. Anyway, she got up at 11, and she was like, I feel fine. I don't think I need to go to the hospital, and I was like... Okay. All right. Well, I mean, she's like, can we have some toast? I was like, yeah, we got some toast. So we had some toast. Drank a sugar-free Gatorade. She talked to my mom. She gave her some suggestions. Uh, As the day progressed, she kept saying, I think I'm okay. So I called work, and I said, hey, listen, I can go to work tomorrow. Thursday evening rolls around, and she starts feeling bad again. And I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. (laughs) I was like, I have got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I can't take another day off for you to go. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, I want to be supportive. I love her. She's everything, you know. We're a team. We're a team. Companions. You know, long haul deal. None of that short crap that, that kids are into nowadays. When things get bad, they go, I'm out. No, 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 no. We've been through a lot together. This is the, this is the, she's my, she's my lobster. For those of you who watch Friends, you'll get that reference. So I was like, all right, you know, are you going to be okay? She's like, I'll be okay. All right, fine. So I went to work on Friday and apparently so did she. And she said that she's feeling better. So yay, 
Yay. It's hard when the person that you love is sick and there's really nothing you can do. Like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I mean, I might play one on TV. I'm just kidding. Um, there's nothing really I can do to help her. And one of the things we were really worried about is if I got too close, maybe I would get it. And I did get close to her a couple times. I hugged her a couple times. I kissed her on the forehead. I rubbed her back and I kept thinking, I wish I could take this away. But I also don't want to get it. I mean, and she's like, I don't want you to get this either. It's awful. And luckily I didn't get it. I don't know how. I was definitely in proximity to her. Um, but I didn't get it. So, yay, knock on wood. Boy, that was louder than I thought it was going to be. Sorry. Knocking on my wood table. Um, let's talk a little bit about stuff I heard. Or stuff I watched, I should say. I did listen to a podcast. Uh, Joe Rogan, episode 1375, uh, came out yesterday with Ed Norton. Uh, some of you may remember Ed Norton from American History X, uh, The Hulk, Fight Club. Um, really interesting guy. Really well thought out guy. And the podcast was good. I mean, he's not your typical actor who's just pretending all the time like he's he's a very thoughtful guy and he apparently has a movie coming out called motherless brooklyn and in it he plays a an interesting character he said he read this book back when he did fight club and it's taken him 20 years to make the movie but he's making the movie himself apparently um bruce willis plays his partner he's like a it's a period piece back in the 50s he's supposed to be a detective who's a little bit autistic, and he said, the best way I can describe it is it's Rain Man meets L.A. Confidential. There's a lot of, you know, mystery and plots, and my partner, you know, something happens to my partner, and I have to investigate, but um, but my character is very quirky and has problems, and he has to use his gifts in a way to overcome the problems. And this is a very interesting conversation. Um, they talk a little bit about jujitsu and, and him working with Horian Gracie. He talks about uh, Marlon Brando. Um, it's, it's an interesting conversation. So check that out. I think you'll like it. Um, I watched two really good things on Netflix recently. Uh, there is a series called Daybreak. Daybreak is sort of a high schoolish show. Um, Matthew Broderick plays a principal of this high school, which is kind of a funny character. Um, and anyway, some kind of biological weapon is detonated, and it's like a nuclear bomb, but it only killed the people, not, not killed, but it liquefied a lot of people. And the people who are left over, um, everybody under 18 seems to be fine. Everybody over 18 seems to be what they call a ghoulie, which is kind of like The Walking Dead. Um, but they're learning to survive as teenagers in a wasteland. And it's interesting. The thing I like the most about it is there's a love story. There is um, the breaking of the fourth wall where they look at the camera and talk to you, the viewer. And I've always enjoyed things that break the fourth wall. I enjoy when there's an interaction of characters on the screen and then they look at you and they tell you what they're thinking. Cause it's like, it's like if you read a book 
When you read a book, you know what the character's thinking, which is why a lot of people say books are better than movies. When you get to break the fourth wall in a show or, or a movie, right away you're sort of giving an inside information to the viewer that's like, hey, listen, I know this is what I'm portraying, but this is what I'm really thinking. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, this does a, a really good job in the fact that you're in the... You're sort of looking at a, at a, a guy named Josh, coincidentally, um, who is facing the apocalypse. And he's like, hey, I'm Josh, and this is the apocalypse, and this is what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. And he's describing the land and the layout. And there's all kind of visual effects on the screen that kind of, you know, is, is funny and helpful. But you think that the whole show is going to be through him as a narrator, and it's not. It takes times where it goes into viewing it from other people's points of view, which is awesome. I like that a lot. Um, the, uh, what was it, the Paul Rudd? movie show the Paul Rudd show what is that I took a note for it living with yourself is that what it's called yeah living with yourself where you get to see different points of view you get to see the point of view of both of him and the point of view of his wife um, this is very similar in the fact that you get to see each one of his point of view and you get to learn about the characters which is like a book as you're introduced to characters, you get to learn about their history. You get to learn about why they are making decisions the way they're making them and who, they're, who they are, and it just enriches the whole experience. And listen, the show is fun. There's nothing too serious. Um, it's just a fun show. I mean, it's it's quirky. It's silly. There's bad language. Uh, my mom wouldn't approve. Um, but listen, it's fun. It's a fun show. Um so I watched that. I also, last night, I was able to watch The King. It's a movie based on a real story of King Henry V. Apparently, King Henry V's father was a awful, awful, awful leader. He was sort of an out-of-control thug. And King Henry V was his drunken son, oldest son, who didn't want the crown. Like, he didn't want to be king. He had a younger brother who was going to assume the role. And things change. I guess that's the way to put it. Um, it's very well done. Brad Pitt is one of the producers of the show, of the movie. Um... You don't see him anywhere in it, of course, but Robert Pattinson's in it, and he plays a kind of a douchey guy. Um, but he does a good character. Like, he's a, he's a character actor in this, and he does a good job. The guy playing the king is just a scrawny dude, but he's, he's, he's wiry. He's, <laughs> he's very resilient and very thoughtful and very thought out, and he learns through his journey in the movie, that he has enemies outside and within his circle. Um, it's a good movie. They did a good job of it. Um, yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. I finished watching The Chef, or Chef, The Chef, 
there's a there's a Netflix show, you know, foodie kind of deal. Um, John Favreau and um, is it Roy Choi? Yeah, Roy Choi are together and they're going around and they're cooking foods and they're visiting people and they're each episode's pretty interesting. They show you how they make everything. Um, it's fun. It's very fun. There was another show with David Chang that revolved around food and travel and, and celebrity guests, and that was okay. I think that show, I can't even remember the name of it. It doesn't matter. That show was trying to be, to me, like Anthony Bourdain. Uh, but David Chang is the is the main host, and I think he's learning to get his sea legs under him to, to host. Um, so anyway, doesn't matter the name of it. If you find it, you'll see it. It's one of the new shows that's on there for food. There's lots of new things that are out. I'm going to watch them. I'm going to talk about them. I got so many podcasts to listen to, I don't even know where to start. But uh, I'll get some stuff done here, and I'll share it with you guys so that you can find some cool stuff. Okay? Thanks for watching. Y'all take care. And uh, bye. Cue the cow. <laughs>